This is Adam Meister, the Bitcoin Meister, the Disrupt Meister. Welcome to the This Week in Bitcoin show. Today is August the 30th, 2019. Strong hand, be a unique beast, value your wealth in Bitcoin. Having hype, we'll talk about the having a little bit. Unconfiscatable, one Bitcoin equals one Bitcoin, offended by selling in motion, five digit round, best guest in the space. Yeah, I had to say a lot of sayings because we've got one of the best guests in the space coming to you right now. Ansel Lindner is back on the show, one-on-one -on -one with Adam Meister to talk about this week in Bitcoin, this year in Bitcoin, this decade in Bitcoin. Welcome back to the show, Ansel. Ooh, Thanks, Adam. I, Pleasure to be here, sir. Oh, great. Good, good to hear you. Glad the sound is working awesome. Okay, let's, uh, let's start off with uh, some observations I've made lately. I, I've noticed lately. Uh, are there new people actually coming to the space? <laughs> is, who is who is buying bitcoin right now who's buying because i don't notice uh there seem to be a lot of newbies and uh a lot of the uh, altcoin people seem to have disappeared yeah the altcoins are definitely have gone through a culling and i think that will continue um but i i don't see really very many new people coming in if you look at the uh, volumes from our, our most exchanges out there, um, there it's just very, very low. And that's one reason why I have been calling for a steeper pullback in the price for a long time because it just, it didn't, uh, you know, I wasn't seeing that volume. I wasn't seeing the pickup in interest. If you go to uh, Google Trends and you look for search terms of Bitcoin or buy Bitcoin, everything is down in the dumps. It's really at the mid 2018 levels. So um, there is not uh, a lot of interest coming in. Um, of course, there are going to be different people this this round. So instead of maybe we got some DGen gamblers uh, that were buying the ICOs and things like that in 2016 and 17, uh, we, we're going to see more professionals. And um, maybe they're buying OTC, maybe they're um, uh, buying on CME and, and playing with the futures there because we have seen... Um, a slight pickup in the CME uh, volumes. But yeah, I think it's gonna be a different brand or a different uh, uh, generation of people coming in. And uh, But right now, yeah, I don't see a lot of new people. Now, I don't wanna freak anyone out here because I've got a strong hand. I know long-term everything is cool. But I was, I've been thinking lately that this the situation that we're in right now kind of reminds me of 2015, except that the price went up for some reason, what did bring the price up from $3,000 then? Someone had to be buying, something had to have been going on. Well, I kind of, uh, well, I've been looking at some of the charts, you know, everyone is always making all these um, uh, comparisons to the bull market starting in 2015 and, and that, oh, we're gonna be at this price by this time. And I just think it's going to be different this time. If you go back to 2015 with Bitcoin XT and some of the scaling FUD that was around that time, uh, just kicking off uh, when the bull market was starting. So uh, if you bring that to today, that would be like the Bitcoin XT thing starting this uh, March or something like that. So you can see if, if there was a scaling debate that started this last March, it might have pushed the, uh, the cycle longer right? So we had this initial pump right here this year in the middle of this year um, where we would have been talking about Bitcoin XT. So um, 
it's a little bit different this time. Uh, I think we can do our timings off the havenings. And I know you talk about uh, 2020 strong hands and all that. So um, yeah, I think that's the underwriting cycle here. We got a little bit ahead of ourselves on the price and we're, we're just going to go back and find support. We need to find buyers and entice uh, some more people at lower prices. That's all you can say. So you, your hand is real strong. You're prepared for the worst. It, you're not going to get freaked out if you see it go down to $7,000 or anything like that. Not that I'm saying that's going to happen, people. But uh, yeah, you, ne you, you never know what can happen. Um, all right. You, you've, uh, and I, I do think it's very interesting that you, you point out the scaling FUD happened in 2015 around the equivalent of March or whatever. And, and perhaps if it had not happened starting then, then uh, the price would have gone up more in 2015 than, than it had. So, I mean, there's, there's, there's different ways of looking at it. And you're right. Uh, I guess history doesn't repeat. History rhymes. Uh, but, uh, I, I, again, we're, we're one day closer to having. Uh, I, I do think we will have a positive lead up as we get closer to having. So just to, having isn't priced in yet, is it? Oh, no, I don't think having the having can be priced in, especially the after effects, you know, like we know um, we, we can uh, make our own mental models for how we will behave after the happening, but we can't uh, understand what that kind of new cycle will drive in its own right. So um, uh, who was it? Blake? Uh, what's his last name? Blake from WCN. Anderson, Blake Anderson. Yeah. Yeah. Blake Anderson. And um, he, he introduced me to this idea of a deflationary spiral in Bitcoin. And I do believe that. So when the happening happens, it's a reinforcing cycle on itself and um, it, the price just keeps going up. Now I just want to go back real quick to that, uh, the Bitcoin XT and the scaling debate thing back in 2015. Um, you can see we might have hit the all-time high in mid-2017 instead of at the end of 2017. So, you know, there's, there's all these different little things that can go wrong. And the, the price, I believe the price, I know you don't believe this, Adam, uh, but I think the price is the most important thing. It's reinforced, it reinforces what's happening here. And um, yeah, so. I think, the price, I think the price can be said to be the, one of the most important marketing tools. It gets, it, it creates FOMO. It gets new people into the space. I, I, I think it's, um, it, 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 it expands the interest in Bitcoin. Definitely. Definitely. But no, go on. Go yeah, on. I know. It also gives room. It also gives room for more economic activity, right? There's going to be more economic activity at a trillion dollar market cap than there is at a hundred billion dollar market cap. So I think that the price really is the driver here. And, um, we don't know what this cycle is going to look like. It's going to look something like the last cycle. Um, and it's going to all revolve around the happening. So we can be sure about that. Okay. Now you're talking about increased economic activity with price. Um, let's talk about economic activity within the space. Uh, people are innovating with the lightning network, building things with the lightning network. Um, and uh, people, people use Bitcoin to preserve their wealth, to get money out of uh, dangerous situations. Uh, Compared with altcoins, uh, well, excluding Ethereum, um, that, that's, I don't think the altcoins are used for any ec economic activity uh, other than uh, speculation and maybe the pr privacy ones for uh, privacy activities. But uh, we, we we're getting, a, for, for years now, we've been talking about the financialization of Bitcoin, the big boys coming in, BACT is coming in, BACT will actually start in September. Will, will we see any noticeable difference in, in price 
Uh, what do you what what, is your, what are your thoughts on the uh, financialization of Bitcoin back coming in? Uh, other uh, organizations possibly coming in. Well, I think backed could. Uh you know, the launch of Bax products could signify some sort of bottom in the price, uh, an uptick in interest overall. Uh, but we won't notice like an immediate effect or anything. It's not going to pump 100% uh, in a week. So uh, it could mark like a nice flat bottom and we start our next bull run from there. And that would be nice to start uh, from, say, uh, this ballpark of price instead of all the way down at the 3000 area. So, um, uh, yeah, and Lightning Network, I wanted to talk about that. So uh, you're talking about uh, economic activity, specifically in the Lightning Network and other places. Um, we don't know exactly what's going on there, right? Because a lot of the channels are private. A lot of the nodes are private. Uh, we do know some of the download numbers for the Lightning wallets, uh, and I've been looking at some of those. So it's uh, at least 30,000 mobile wallets out there. Uh, and if you look at the node numbers, like on 1ml.com, uh, one of the, some of these websites that track the nodes, it looks like there's only 8,000 nodes or 9,000 nodes, but there's many, many tens of thousands of wallets out there. I know Zap desktop uh, application or client has uh, over 25,000 downloads. So there is a lot of nodes out there that we don't see and we don't know about. Uh, how much economic activity there is there right now, I don't know, but I know it's a lot higher than we, do, we uh, can see looking at those statistic websites. Well, I just learned something. How many new, how many wallets are out there? Lightning wallets have been downloaded and where do you get that info from? Oh, I just looked at the uh, Android numbers. So okay. if you go and look at the Android play store, um, there's several wallets with uh, 10,000 downloads and uh, several more with 5,000. So um, maybe not maybe there's crossover there. Right. I did a, a little segment on my show about this. So there could be even if you uh, I think the margin of error I gave was 50 percent. So there's a 50 percent overlap with all of these wallets. Uh, it was still like 30,000 mobile wallets. And that's not including iOS. Like I didn't even look at any of the iOS numbers. So um, it could be a, double that. Wow. And check out Ansel. His links are linked to below. Everyone pound that like button. I'm learning here. This is good. Always be learning, people. And what what was that 1ML site? I think I've linked to that thing before, but I just want to make sure I get it right this time. What, you, you said there was another site? Yeah, it's 1ML.com. Just the, the number one ML or what? Yep. Okay. Well, I think the number I one and then ML. And then there's another one that's BitcoinVisuals.com. That one I that has some good lightning charts. Okay, big, okay, check those out, people. Check those out. Always uh, be learning. Okay, so we you talked about 2015 uh, beforehand, and there was some well, there was all sorts of fud flying around. Uh, the, the most, uh, I guess, devastating type of fud is the uh, it can be in theory because they're not uh, technically there's nothing wrong with Bitcoin, but socially you can uh, weave some stories into Bitcoin that could create enough uh, of a situation where people would want to fork off and create another Bitcoin. Or, or, and again, it, it would fail, obviously, as, as Bcash has in the past. But these situations, as we have lived through before, can be quite, uh, they can slow down everything, get everybody's attention, take everybody's eye off the ball. Um, you know, in the long run, we all ended up with some free Bcash. Yeah, but if we were <laughs> during the 2016, 2017 parts of it, there were parts that were disturbing. Now, something that's been going on lately um, is if people complaining are talking about uh, 
is the distribution of Bitcoin fair? <laughs> fair distribution of Bitcoin. And I, I have commented on this uh, numerous times. Anyone can buy Bitcoin now. So I don't know why anyone's complaining about the distribution, that there are some people with a lot of it. If you want a lot of it, go get it. I mean, go buy it. it it's, still, it's still cheap compared to what it's, it's going to be. But you, you've talked about this situation on your show, actually. Uh, your thoughts on uh, distribution of Bitcoin FUD, what's behind it? Uh, will it even matter? Oh, what's behind it? I am not sure uh, exactly what's behind it. I mean, or socialism um, is behind it mostly for so people that are more socialist, they want to uh, have, you know, uh, no private property or this guy has too much, we need to redistribute his wealth and things like that. So I think that's kind of what's behind it. I, I did talk about this Dan Held and Vinny Lingham debate on my show. Um, and um, I mean, you, you know my kind of back history with Vinny because I was on the show when he popped in to your show and was talking about, oh, sell your Bitcoins. And that was at $900, right? So um, it was pretty crazy. That was March the 17th, 2017. Just a reminder, everyone check that on the archives, one of the best shows ever on this channel. But continue, yes. Yeah, so um, I don't know exactly what his political philosophy is, but um, it's probably something in that ballpark. And um, is distribution fair? Well, I think that, of course, it is fair. It, it can't be any other way. The only way that it could be different is if you take Bitcoins with people or from people with a gun and redistribute it somehow. Uh, it's been open to buy for anybody. Anybody can uh, download a wallet or do, do a earn Bitcoin, do um, sell goods or services for Bitcoin. Uh, so there is no other way that it could be. So it has to be fair. It's like uh, in a free market, this world is the best of all possible worlds. There's that, you know, you can't like imagine a different world that's better than this because if you believe in free markets, we've ended up here because um, voluntary exchange and everybody's doing the, their best that they can and things like that. So this is the best possible world, the best possible distribution at this moment in time. Now going forward, I think that it will get better, right? It will definitely get better uh, or quote unquote, it'll get more equal. Okay. Uh, because in a free market, the, the um, uh, income disparity or whatever it's called is uh, the least um, people need to earn what uh, people need to produce as much uh, as they spend. If they don't do that, they have a negative cash flow and the, the money leaks out. Now in the system we have with fiat, they just print the difference or they have some sort of uh, lobbying effort and they get closer to the source of inflation. Um, in Bitcoin, there isn't, you can't do that. So you have to produce uh, to maintain your uh, level of uh, wealth, you must produce as much as you spend. And yeah, that's all I have to say about that. Okay. I, I, I do want to say it, in natural free markets where there's no force, it's just the way it is that wealth does accumulate at the top. I mean, you, you can't tell people don't be successful. I mean, there's always going to be like 20% of the people who are going to be very successful, trying really hard, and you can't stop them from the keeping on, keep on accumulating wealth. And uh, it's not just because they're doing well doesn't mean you can't do well. I, I think people, uh, and you know, equality 
it does if equality happens naturally that's great but if it doesn't well that then it doesn't it doesn't have to be forced upon everything and i think i think we're living in a world today um where uh, a lot of people think well we have to force equality on people and that means stealing from people and that that is that is the wrong stealing from people is is, is wrong now but let, let's talk about oh yes please yeah and stealing and and social programs like that result in more inequality Yes. So the only way or the, the way to get the best level or the least inequality in wealth is through the free market. And yes, you're right. Some will, some people will produce really valuable products or services and they will get rewarded for that. And you want that to happen because then the uh, guys towards the bottom, they have something to shoot for, right? Because if they come up with a good idea, they can also make it up there. And that's what you want. You want um, uh, good, valuable products and services to be rewarded um, and if you try to do socialism, it actually gets more unequal. Pound that like button, people. Let's, you know, we're talking about uh, getting into mainstream society here for a second. Uh, well, I want to hear your thoughts on universal basic income. <laughs> Was that something we, we've been hearing about lately? Uh, and it, it creeps into the Bitcoin space. People have brought it up to me. I, I bring it up on my Saturday show. So I got you on. Why not uh, hear your thoughts on UBI? Well, I mean... From a actual ideological perspective, I don't like it. I don't work. It just makes things worse. Um, but like a political perspective, from an applied political perspective in the United States, I kind of like it because it, it'll just hurt the system. You know, it'll make the system crash faster. And I like that because it, it'll allow a speculative attack onto the U.S. dollar more easily because I will put all of my $1,000 right into Bitcoin every single month. And so, uh, you know, it's it, from a, like I said, from a uh, technical poly, uh, ideological perspective, I don't like it. But uh, from an implied perspective at this point, I think it will help the system collapse faster. All right. So let's talk about the current economic situation in, uh, in the world. Uh, where do you think we're going? And uh, what are your thoughts on gold? And is Bitcoin living gold's dream? That's one of my uh, sayings. <laughs> Well, I think that uh, Bitcoin is the uh, monetary activism that gold bugs always dreamed of. Um, so that's one of my things I've tweeted out uh, quite a bit. Uh, I think gold does have one or two last hurrahs in it. it. It's definitely doing well right now. And I've said for a long time that uh, the government might need to go back to gold standard just to fend off Bitcoin. Uh, because it's it's harder money than fiat, and they own all the gold, so they won't have a big problem going back to gold. Where they will have a huge problem going to let Bitcoin succeed. So, uh, to fend off uh, Bitcoin, they might have to go back to a gold standard. And if that happens, yes, uh, it will go up in value, maybe five to ten x from here. Um, but eventually, Bitcoin will surpass its uh, gold's market cap and take gold's place. You really think the government's going to care about uh, Bitcoin anytime soon? I, I, I don't, I see it's just a blip on their radar right now. They, they, they seem to be into other activities. Well, it depends how bad it gets. Um, some governments might, and there, there's always that thing where, you know, once that first central bank or first government starts buying Bitcoin, it's uh, going to be a domino effect to everybody else. So um, yeah, I think, Probably not, probably won't have for a, a decade, but you know, things can 
go awry really quick. When, uh, we're having a little bit of a technical here. Uh, did, uh, did, when do you see a Bitcoin? Oh, no. oh wait, you, you hear me all right? Uh, wait a second. Yep. Okay, good. You're a little bit jumpy. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's, it's a connection. Um, but we, we can keep going, don't worry, they can hear us. Uh, safe haven, Bitcoin is a safe haven. I don't think people, have, uh, major uh, players haven't uh, woken up to it yet. Do you see that happening anytime soon? Yes, it, it, it's my safe haven, right? <laughs> it's, it's a lot of people's safe haven. And, and, and once you learn about Bitcoin and you get into it more. Uh, so, you know, if you think about it, like 1% of the world, it's safe haven for 1% of the world right now. And maybe next year, 2%. And five years down the road, maybe 10% of the world. So yeah, it is a safe haven. Um, it will continue to grow. Uh, but gold is definitely the, the dominant safe haven or the US dollar, of course. So Yeah, yeah. I, that, that, that's the point I was getting at. That I, The way I'm seeing things now, the people who think the economy is about to go down the tubes, it, it's helped pump up the gold price. But it definitely has not affected the Bitcoin price. So as of right now, the majority of people who want safe haven are, are running toward the dollar and especially gold right now. Uh, and not, not to Bitcoin is my point. So I just, I'm, I'm curious to know when that is actually going to happen. It's probably going to take just time for younger people to get older. And, uh, you know, you know. Um, uh, there, there was a one question, a, a bigger question. Where do you see the economy at, in this year? The overall economy? Are you one of those guys? that's like, yeah, now it's finally happening. The, the, <laughs> Falling apart, it's coming. I'm not one of those guys, but what do you think? Well, I was one of those guys for a very long time. Um, I think just in the last maybe three years, I've started um, – I've, I've looked at things more instead of, hey, this is it. It's happening. It's happening. I'm, I'm looking at it more like that's another chink. That's another chink. That's another chink. And pretty soon – um, it's going to happen, but it, you just need to recognize the signs and you don't want to, you know, if you're waiting for this to really happen and, oh, it's going to collapse next month. Um, you, you get, you bite off on these things like the QAnon and some of the other, like, uh, uh, I don't know. There's a lot of gold bugs that got wrapped up into that. They get wrapped in, up into a lot of conspiracy theories. So, um, I try to, I've, I've tried to take a step back and, uh, you know, appreciate both sides of the argument here but for the next uh year we'll probably keep going down i think the dollar is actually going to get stronger relative to other currencies uh weaker against gold silver and bitcoin um so i'm kind of in the middle there i'm not a dollar bull or a dollar bear i think china is going to have major issues uh, for a long time people were saying oh china is going to be the savior of the world they're going to be the you know the U.S. of uh, 1900, uh, but uh, it's turning out to not be that. I think that the Chinese Communist Party, uh, their days are numbered. Um, that's probably going to be a big event in the near future. Uh, but uh, yeah, so I think Asia, maybe Europe will have harder times than, than the U.S., unfortunately. I, that, that, that line about China there, I think it would be great if the Chinese Communist Party fell and they were under a non-authoritarian uh, author uh, leadership. I don't exactly see how that's going to happen because they're authoritarian now, and if they see they're getting weaker, they will just lay the smack down on whoever goes against them, which might happen in Hong Kong pretty soon. 
So how do you foresee, you, you do see that this ending there, the authoritarian uh, style of leadership ending in China and something taking its place. And, and when would you expect something like that to happen? Because that would be huge. Well, that, would, that would be the biggest event on the planet. I mean, that would be huge. Well, yeah, um, China has a, a bunch of dollar denominated debt. And so they have to, they can't repay their loans by printing. They have to get dollars to repay these loans. And uh, Hong Kong is like the entryway for dollars into China. That's one reason why they haven't really cracked down too hard because they need Hong Kong and Hong Kong's um, trade relationships because there's different trade relationships with Hong Kong versus uh, mainland China. So they need those Hong Kong trade relationships to get dollars in to pay their loans. If they don't do that, they'll have to default and their whole economy can crash overnight. Um, they're also not allowing uh, sympathetic uh, uh, protests. There's sympathetic protests from Chinese all around the world. I think it's like South America. There might have been one here in the U.S. or something in Europe. Um, but in China, there, they're not allowing it. They're cracking down. So I think that there's different things around, uh, little pieces around, little pieces of news that to me kind of uh, signal that the specifically the Chinese Communist Party, they're losing grip a little bit. They're losing grip. And that can, once that happens, that opens the door for revolt and it can happen really quickly. Yeah, well, I, I do hope they are brought down. It would be a tremendous uh, change on the world scene. Uh, I think the, the, the world would become a, a, a positive place. I'm not holding my breath, but hey, I, I, we can see what, we will see what happens. You did bring up something also before, over the last three years, I think you said it was three years, that you're, your attitude has kind of changed toward the doom scenarios. Uh, yeah. has, has Bitcoin made you more of a positive person? Because I've had people tell me that Bitcoin has made them more of a positive outlook person, not to get into these doom holes and such. Yeah, it definitely has. Um, I've talked about that a few times that um, you're depressed. There's a gold bug because I'm coming from the gold bug side. I've always been into Austrian economics and money. Uh, but as you're, if you're a gold bug, yeah, man, you're just depressed and the government's holding you down and then they're doing paper trading and your gold is never going to, you know, you get into this cycle of depression. And once you get, <laughs> once you get into Bitcoin, uh, it does cure a lot of that. Uh, I also th see things more inevitable. And there's more of a timeline, like with this, this halvening cycle, you can say, okay, well, it's going to go up maybe 10x every happening. And then you can just map that out. Like, where does it take over the world? Okay, it takes over the world in 12 years. So, you know, it gives you a mental model that you can be a lot more optimistic about the future and the, uh, the way it's going. Uh, with gold, it was just, yeah, total depression. Um, I, I got a big smile on my face. First of all, pound that like button. And the reason I got a smile on my face is because, so, again, someone who was a gold bug basically said the same thing that you did. So this is a common theme. Uh, gold bugs, if you're still down and out, if you're still suffering from a gold <laughs> depression, learn about Bitcoin. You can create this schedule in your mind. To, and some, it's not just up in the air, like, yeah, one day it's gonna happen, one day things are gonna get better. You've got a having schedule and you can plan uh, your, your celebrations around that. But uh, there is some more clarity to Bitcoin and there's definitely a, more, a much more positive vibe uh, than, than the, uh, the, the gold, the, the things you were saying, yeah, the man, the government's keeping us down, the paper printing, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, you don't have to worry about that in, in, uh, in uh, Bitcoin. Bitcoin, this game is not rigged. 
pound that like button. That is, <laughs> well, that's, one of, that's one of my sayings, but I mean, the gold bugs love the claim. They love the uh, talking about the every game is rigged. The stock market is rigged. The gold is rigged. This is rigged. And I guess that's a feeling of helplessness there. Uh, it, 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 at least it, uh, it boosts that feeling of helplessness, and that's not a, that's not a good around the being. There's that. also this air of cypherpunk, you know, route around the problem. You don't, uh, it's very active. It's very like empowering uh, to have this ethos, open source route around the problem, you know, come and get it, come and take it sort of thing. Um, and that is missing a lot in the goal community just because they've been beat down for 40 freaking years. Of course, these people, and they're getting older, yeah. right? So uh, if you look at the um, like revolutionary mindset of people, it's always the younger people. Right. And so if you have the average age of a gold bug is like 60, they're not going to be uh, active. They're not, there's going to be no monetary activism there. But if you look at Bitcoin, the average age is 25 or 30. That, that's where this uh, activism comes from is the young people. There's a spirit of, um, yeah, like I said, the cypherpunk route right around the problem, change the world sort of thing. Awesome. In motion, baby. You're in motion with Bitcoin. Gold, not so much. But hey, uh, I love this. Love we got to talk about that. Uh, let's talk about altcoins real quick. Um, even though the price, oh of boy. even though the yeah, even though the price of Bitcoin's uh, gone down in terms of fiat, um, it's still close to seventy percent uh, dominance on the uh, the market cap uh, uh, chart. Uh, where where do you see? Uh, we we've talked about things being cyclical. Uh, the last time Bitcoin went through the roof, the altcoins really went through the roof. Uh, can we ex expect something like that to ha happen again? I don't think so. I, that was a very unique situation, uh, driven a lot by China, actually. If, if you're familiar with China hustle, that type of um, environment of just Ponzi schemes everywhere, fake companies, fake projects, invest in this, invest in that. And so I think that was uh, uh, the source of a lot of this altcoin hysteria or mania i don't think that is going to repeat itself um i do think all coins have to bleed more and there there will be all coins that survive for a decade's time but they're not going to be billion dollar projects i can i would would not fight ethereum as much as i do now if it were only a billion dollar market cap or maybe a hundred million dollar market cap because then they can experiment in their own little corner um, but you know it's just still overvalued there's just too much overvalue in altcoins and since bitcoin is correlated with the altcoin sector um, that's the only thing bitcoin is correlated with by the way is other quote-unquote digital assets so uh, as those crash in value, it's going to have a negative impact on Bitcoin, at least in the short term. We do see as altcoins crash, Bitcoin crashes less. So it has less of an impact on Bitcoin. Um, but I think we'll just see this continue. And that's one reason why I thought that we were going to have a, a mini bear market, a pullback in price here, because the altcoins uh, advanced too much and they needed to be put back in their place. Mm, interesting take on all this. Do people, I still, you know, despite being the Bitcoin meister, people still ask me, I, I, it's just, they're, they're, they're trying to live a dream, I guess. They want their coin to be the next Bitcoin. What do you think of X coin? I mean, it's just in there. It seems like every week, at least one person asks me, what do you think? 
why are they still asking? Do you still get questions like that? <laughs> what what um, do you think about some no-name coin? Or sometimes it's not even a no-name coin. I mean, uh, I don't get a, a ton of questions like that. I do um, get a ton of DMs and emails and things from ICO people, like they're launching some exchange, some tiny exchange somewhere. They're doing some sort of DeFi thing, or you know, you get a lot of those emails. You probably get the same thing, and it's just a bunch of scams. Um, so, but other than that, like real people asking me, no. I don't, I don't get a lot of that. Okay. okay. Well, it's, it, you're still getting that, that, that nonsense. We could talk about that nonsense spam. I get those, the same exact DMs and it's, it's clearly, they're just sending it to every, everyone with a certain amount of followers or uh, it, because they don't, why would I have any interest in an ICO <laughs> in this? Uh, how, why are guys even still doing that? They're like, they're stuck in 2017. First of all, I have I have no idea. Hey, by the way, you said uh, the altcoin and you talk about China and everything. If, if, and this is a real long shot though, if China uh, were, if the government were to fall uh, and, uh, but everything still worked over there, just they'd get a new government and the people wouldn't be, could, could live more freely. I think that would be very good for altcoins. <laughs> I, 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 I'm not saying that that's going to happen or anything like that. But newfound freedoms, people got, are free to make a lot of mistakes. Because right now in China, there's all sorts of rules against uh, getting into Bitcoin and stuff, but people just find their ways around it. If those rules weren't there, I think they would even gamble more in, in some of the nonsense. I mean, you'd, you'd have Chinese entrepreneurs, every, so many of them creating altcoins and who, who knows, ICOs and whatever the next thing is. So uh, uh, again, I, I, I agree that the, this 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 altcoin uh, right, right this year is not looking very good for altcoins. I wouldn't be surprised if something that we can't predict happens uh, where where they do zoom again uh, uh, when Bitcoin zooms again. But uh, just just wanted to uh, bring that part up. Now uh, I, I want to read a quote uh, from who is this guy here? Uh, I don't know. It's, it'll be linked to below. He says, "When I got into Bitcoin, the only thing I was sure of." was that I was late to the game. It was hundreds of dollars for one Bitcoin. So expensive. Clearly the ship has sailed. It always feels that way at first. We're still early and it's still cheap. And uh, I, I don't know if you have any thoughts on uh, such a comment because I still, I get people telling me all the time, like I missed out at it. I missed out because I couldn't get it at $700. Uh, but I, I think people are gonna look back at you know that the price is in the four digits, and they're gonna they're gonna long for the four digit round. So, what what are your thoughts on that? It being early still. It definitely is still early, um, but there's no other asset that you can get these returns, um, and and at such low risk still. I mean, yeah, you might buy the top uh, or something like that in some cycle, but you just wait four or five years, and you're gonna. 10x your money. So um, yeah, we, we definitely are early. And if you look at the market cap, uh, I, I haven't looked in the last week or so, but it's about uh, 200 billion, I think maybe down to 150 billion. Now, um, I mean, we're going to at least a $15 trillion market cap. Whoa! At, <laughs> at least, I mean, it probably closer to a $100 trillion market cap. <laughs> well, I, so. I, you know, again, I like to take these things in stages, steps, one step at a time. <laughs> right now, we are, it is below 200 billion. I think I haven't looked either. It's like 100, 
175. Uh, it's, but for me, the next step is a trillion. And, and to get to a trillion would, would be almost, uh, I mean, it would, yeah, it would be like $60,000 Bitcoin. I mean, that's incredible right there. So when you started, to, I mean, what number did you just say? Seven trillion or something like that? You're talking about it being more than gold, basically. Oh, definitely more than gold. Because uh, when I when I value the eventual market cap of Bitcoin, I look at all of these store value things. So you have to look at real estate. You have to look at bonds. You have to look at um, uh, you know people investing in their pensions into the the stock market and all of this stuff. So um, uh, Bitcoin is going to get a huge hunk of all store value in the world, not just currency. So. Uh, currency is something like what I think it's 60 trillion or something. So it's going to get most of that. And uh, then you got to go into the other markets, uh, other asset classes It's going to get a lot of their value too. So uh, who knows, you know, that hundred trillion guy on yeah. Twitter, um, that's, that's no joke. It, it could easily get to that. Um, maybe more, maybe more. So yeah, I, I value my time in having, so I, I'm, I'm patient. Uh, I, I think our next step is one, one trillion and maybe that'll be after the next halving and then I don't know what the step is after one trillion I, I can't even imagine it I mean 60,000 Bitcoin that's that's very exciting that's uh uh so so I I'm I'm just I I, I relish I, I appreciate the, the moment and I don't want to rush things um uh, but yeah if, if you get it more practical than I am <laughs> you're a super that's like I mean it's good to map out the whole super long-term uh play uh but my relative long-term is just like, let's get to, let's get to a trillion. We're only at, you know, we, we've reached 200 billion a couple times. We, we'll get to a trillion. That'll be very exciting. And, and then we can talk about gold and it's surpassing gold and all of that. But again, the, 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 there are logical reasons behind every number that you brought up. Because again, it's not just about money. It's about the, you know, entire wealth of the entire planet which is uh, over a quarter of a quadrillion in dollars. So I mean, yeah, a lot, of, a, lot, a lot of things can happen. A lot of things can happen. And that is why, you know, we go back to the tweet. That is why it is still early, people. It is, it is very <laughs> we're before we're, we're still before the 2020 halving as of this video. Uh, no doubt there are people watching this video that are living after the 2024 halving. So you guys probably have a big old uh, smile at, at, on your face. All right. Uh, well, we're, we're getting here toward the end of the show, Ansel. Uh, any, any thoughts, anything you wanted to add? Um, again, he's linked to below his podcast, his Twitter. Please follow him on Twitter and listen. His podcasts are great, original material. This is one of the names in the spaces that you need to know. Best guest in the space. I bring him to you here. He's got great guests also. What, what's, what else is going on, Ansel? Uh, not much. Thank you for inviting me on. Um, oh, something up. I'm, I live down in Florida now. Just Whoa. moved down here about six months ago and we have that hurricane coming our way. So I'm glad that I could get on to the show here. Um, and it was tomorrow or Saturday or something like that. Wow. Yeah, dude, I totally forgot you had uh, changed locations. You're enjoying the good, you other, other than that weather event, you, you enjoying the weather? Yep. I'm enjoying Florida. I'm going to start a, a meetup down here. I think, I don't know. We'll see how that goes. Oh, dude, dude. I actually had the, I had a guy on a couple of weeks ago. Uh, I'll put you in touch with him. He's like the blockchain guy of Florida that, that interacts with the government. He's a pretty nice guy. I'll, oh, really? I'll, I'll send you his info after the show. Yeah, yeah. He's, I'll send you the show too. He was on with Tai Zen. It was a good show. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, anyway, guys, 
check out Ansel below. Thank you so much for, uh, for being on the show. Very, very good, very good insight into just beyond Bitcoin type of stuff. That's why I love you having me on. Okay, everybody, pound that like button, bang that bell button. I'm Adam Meister, the Bitcoin Meister, the Disrupt Meister. Remember to subscribe to the channel, like the video, share the video, check out the links below. Shabbat Shalom. We do a new show here every day, new This Week in Bitcoin, every Friday. So keep on coming back to disruptmeister.com. Follow me on Twitter at TechBalt, T-E-C-H-B-A-L-T. See you guys later. Bye-bye.